This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. song with very, very complicated lyrics, you know that it is the beginning of our last hour of the program, which is kind of a bummer. The show is coming to an end, but uh, on the other hand, it means there's still an hour left to get to. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. From time to time, the critics on social media will ask, what is the deal with Marlena Shivo? Why does Frank have her on so often? Well, the good news for you, the chorus of critics out there, and any new listeners who may not yet be Shivaholics, is you are about to find out. In addition to being a producer, digital content creator, and humorist, Marlena is quickly making a name for herself as one of the greatest 21st century wits in the Northeast. And if they ever reconvene the Algonquin Roundtable, she will undoubtedly sit in Dorothy Parker's chair. It gives me a great deal of pleasure to welcome my friend uh, Marlena Shivo. Hello, Marlena. Hey, Frank. How are you? I'm great. I was so intrigued earlier this morning when you were talking about who you would want to spend or be stranded on an island with. For 20 years, and one of those people was Arthur Idala. Well, I, I see. I, I mean, I, I mean, does he know how deeply you feel for him? And would he <laughs> choose you if he were to be <laughs> stranded with his wife and kids? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he would. But I figure Arthur, so he's... He, I feel like you should record that and put it in an audio Hallmark card to him. You think so? <laughs> are, you, are you jealous that you weren't picked? No. I don't want to be on that island with okay, you guys. No all right, offense. Fair enough. But I am sort of like amazed at like of all the people, you have a mother, a father, a well, step you know, this, again, a step that. Again, I, again, other siblings. You chose two of your three or four. Well, How many siblings listen, do you have? But again, you need people there, you know, for twenty years, right? And I love my parents dearly, but I, I'm looking for people that will be able to help um not only the social aspect of the, the island, but be in their prime years of foraging, of uh, doing some spear fishing, doing some hunting. And, you know, uh, my dad is a great athlete now, but even he's starting to have some problems with uh, sciatica or something. Or I don't know if sciatica is the right thing, but he, he had to get a cortisone shot recently. I have a feeling his spear fishing days may be rapidly approaching an end. Um, I think that. Um, and I wasn't prepared for the question. If I could think of the question, maybe I would think of, you know, of thinking of other like, I don't things. know if this is going to bring you and Arthur closer or if he's going to create some distance now. <laughs> He may think you uh, have some William Shatner feelings for him. Yeah. And I know you'd bring him <laughs> if he were 30 or 40 years younger. I might bring Shatner anyway, actually, come to think My about dear it. dear Frank Morello. <laughs> that would be uh, – he, he, he's in addition to any, any island. But, um, well, who are you bringing on your island if, with, oh, your, with your husband and children? I should be prepared for that. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, I'm not going to bring the husband. No, you have to. <laughs> I had to bring my wife. You have to bring your husband. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Um, I guess I would have to bring my, be- I would have to bring Sarah. Forget it. Uh-huh. Sarah, hands down. My best friend, Sarah, and my other best friend, Sabra, maybe. Although Sabra might drive me a little crazy. Um, you're right, though. The longevity isn't there with the parents, right? Right. Well, and, and, and they may live 20 years, but are they going to be in their prime living on an island you know, years, I mean, 10 or 15 like years they're now. not in their prime living on the mainland. So, no, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> so let's just move on. All right. Fair enough. Um, See, it's from, a tougher question than it's it, it is. It is a tough question to be asked on the fly. But I just love that, like, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Arthur was on Absolutely. your top four. Absolutely. No doubt. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm still waiting for your other two. But we'll, you can come back. Uh, come back to us on this. Oh, okay. Now, you are a coffee drinker, right? You have some coffee in front of you. I am a hardcore coffee drinker. You have, um, you're pretty amped up already, even though you haven't sipped any coffee. I'm a very energetic human being. I like that. Me too. I have been, uh, I've been abstaining from, uh, from caffeine myself last two weeks and I feel pretty, um, pretty amped up, but I do miss the, the coffee. Are you, are you, Why are, a, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Why are you abstaining from coffee if you're well, already abstaining from alcohol? I don't know. You know, I'm kind of in for a penny in for, for a pound, you know, I, I you must uh, really be repenting. You no, know, exactly. Exactly. But, um, the 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 thing with coffee is you don't strike me as part of the whole Starbucks culture, are you? Oh, this is a, a very very interesting t- interestingly timed question. Yes, good because I am not one of those people. Uh, maybe more so when I was living in the city, um, because not being in your apartment was or your dwelling was mm-hmm. more of a thing. And um, my kids were young, I guess, and or non-existent before that. Anyway, Rebel, my older daughter, is now all into Starbucks. Not coffee, but like their weird fruity, sugary drinks. And what do they have, the fruity, su- sugary drinks? What are um, One is dragon fruit. One is called the pink drink. Mm. And I don't know what the third one's called, but they, they are filled with sugar. And she has like this weird thing. I don't know what's going on at school that's making her want to bring a Starbucks cup to school. And so I had to buy her one, like the, you know, the reusable one that says Starbucks on it. And she wants to like get these drinks the day before, pour them in, put them in the refrigerator. Anyway, I don't understand it. It's weird. But no. So go ahead. So you don't hang out there. No, I don't. Okay. Because my dad was one of those guys. He was, I don't think he, I think he still goes to Starbucks, but he used to be one of these guys that hung out in Starbucks for 45 minutes for an hour. He'd go take his lunch hour at Starbucks. I never got it. I didn't, I don't do that. Um, The only time I ever really did that was for a three month or two month period. I was lightly, you know, um, preparing for the LSATs um, in my late twenties. And I was, and I would sit there. Yeah. Did you take it? I did. But you didn't go to law school. And I did get into law school. I did get in and I didn't go. How did you do on the LSATs? I did pretty well. Why why didn't you go to law school then? Because I liked making money. (laughs) And I (laughs) liked living on my own in New York. And I really didn't want to go back to being that college student all over again. Plus, if you really think about it, even though I can argue, I don't know if I would be creatively um, fulfilled. Yeah, I get that. I get that. All right. Well, anyway, Starbucks has this new olive oil uh, infused coffee drink. They call it Oleato. And uh, they're now available in several major cities. Uh, They debuted in Italy. And apparently they are now coming to the United States as uh, as of next week. Now, Howard Schultz, who championed this Oleato plan before stepping down as the Starbucks CEO earlier than anticipated this week, he is convinced that olive oil coffee will be a game changer, even though... I am not a Starbucks person. I am going to go to Starbucks to try this. I am so curious because I just love the taste of olive oil. Mm -hmm. I am so curious to see how this tastes. Uh, Are you going to try this? I'm with you. Um, I I hadn't heard of it until just now or earlier when you sent it to me Mm -hmm. and I didn't read it even then. But I saw the title and I do love olive oil, too. I actually will eat a baked potato um, with like a thing of olive oil in one bowl, salt, pepper, and just dip these big. Me too. Me you too. Do the same thing. Well, yeah, I, I I dip everything in olive oil. Oh, it's okay. got to be really good olive oil, like nice uh, extra virgin olive oil, you know. But uh, I, uh, to... I, well, I can't say I dip everything in olive oil. I I dip everything in hot sauce. Oh, hot sauce. See, that's that's a little bit 
you know, it's a lot of not. That's not me. But if you, you know, you take a little olive oil and maybe some light seasoning. Throw a little garlic in there and some pepper. And uh, I have some infused olive oil. I can't wait to try this. Um, so far, I've heard it's got mm, kind of mixed reviews. I'm wondering what this is going to mean uh, for Starbucks. They're obviously doing pretty well already, but uh, they have also an Oleato Cafe Latte and also an Oleato Iced Cordado where orange bitters and citrus help balance out the flavors. So they say that's kind of the mildest of all the Oleatos. Interesting. Okay, well... You and I will have to try it. Wonderful. And also see the movie Scream, and we'll come back and review both. Wonderful. Great. I, uh, you, you, you're you on. Now, um, remind me, were you a Seinfeld fan? Okay. Um, I was, um, I am a Curb fan. Uh-huh. Not as much of a Seinfeld fan. But you like Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Love. Though, right. Because right. So, um, Veep. I mean, that was amazing. I'm I, totally amazing. Yes. Um, so she was in this very famous episode of Seinfeld, playing Elaine. And she's describing she had the opportunity to go to Africa, but unfortunately she failed a drug test and she's despondent about this. She didn't get to go to Africa. I was going to meet the Bushmen of the Kalahari. Oh, the Bushmen? And the Bushwomen. Excuse me. I couldn't help overhearing. I noticed you're eating a poppy seed muffin there. Yeah, I eat these muffins all the time. Well, you know what opium is made from? So she failed her drug test due to the poppy seed muffin. Now, two New Jersey mothers, your state, uh, are alleging they're suing hospitals over drug tests after eating poppy seed bagels. Now, few people would ever expect that the simple act of eating a bagel would lead to the investigation of young mothers and their newborn babies over opiate use, but that's exactly what's happening. The pair of new mothers... They are, they are alleging that the hospitals where they gave birth violated their rights after performing drug tests on them without their consent. The drug tests came back positive and led them to both be reported for possible neglect or abuse just days after giving birth. Both mothers say that it was poppy seed bagels they ate for breakfast combined with the highly sensitive drug tests used by the hospitals. And they're now suing the hospitals involved, and they're backed up by the ACLU. I had, um, you know, I had heard from Bernie Carrick, who obviously was the police commissioner and has a lot of other experience in law enforcement, that it was a little bit of a myth that a poppy seed bagel could cause you to fail a drug test. What do you think, based on your reading of this story? Do you buy what these women are selling? Um, I I don't know. I that that's kind of hard to um. How many poppy seed bagels does one have to consume and how long does it stay in your system in order to show up as a drug? I don't know. Right. See, um, according to the University of Florida Health, poppy seeds do not contain opium, but they can become contaminated with opiates containing in the uh, contained in the milky latex of the seed pod covering them during harvesting. So. Uh, the Defense Department's issued a warning to service members before drug tests, urging them not to consume foods with poppy seeds. But I, I don't know how much you have to have. Mm. Well, you should have asked this to the doctor you were talking about earlier, or the guy at the diet clinic or whoever he was, because mm. and he would tell you, um, you know, if you continue to eat that level of bagels, you keep consuming them, that not only will you fail a drug test, but you will be a candidate that's, for these diabetes drugs that they are handing out. Yeah, that's uh, so. Um, you're you're going to reserve judgment on this one. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I believe them 100. percent But you know what? You never know. I mean, look, I. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. What else shows up as like I ate bagels when I was pregnant and I gave birth and nobody. But do they do a drug test? 
Well, clearly they did a clandestine one right, on these right. women. But so do they I do have no idea. Forever? I didn't know that they they that they. Uh, uh, Can they did do that. it without your consent? You sign a lot of papers when you get to the hospital. Do you read them all? Well, I think that's part of what the what the gist of this uh, this situation is. Um, and now you are you're more of a vodka drinker than a whiskey drinker, right? Oh my God! I'm uh, yes, I don't drink whiskey at all. Uh, not at all. No. Okay. Well, so I, I like both. I think there's room for both. I'll even occasionally indulge in some gin. Jack Daniels uh, Tennessee Whiskey. It's been around for 100 years. One of the most recognizable brands that there is. I particularly like the Gentleman Jack. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court devoted more than an hour and a half on Wednesday to hearing about Jack Daniels and dog poop because there's this big trademark question that pits the iconic Jack Daniels trademark against a chewy dog toy company that's making money by lampooning the, the, the whiskey. And ultimately, the case centers on dog poop. So the lawyer for Jack Daniels got right to the point with her opening sentence. She said, this case involves a dog toy that copies Jack Daniels trademark and trade dress and associates its whiskey with dog poop. So um, the toy looks like a vinyl version of a Jack Daniels whiskey bottle, but the label is called Bad Spaniels, featuring a drawing of a spaniel on the chewy bottle, and instead of promising 40% alcohol by volume, instead promises 43% poo and 100% smelly. Um, There's no clear sign, unlike a lot of other cases which are so politically charged these days, and you can tell where the conservative justices are going to vote and the liberal justices are going to vote. Uh, There's no clear sign of how the justices are going to rule on this. But if you were on that court, how would you rule? Uh, Jack Daniels or the dog Well, I I think I actually do think that um, you can tell because if you were in a blue state – or even a, a blue city, let's say San Francisco, they're definitely going to err on the side of poo. They <laughs> apparently love piles of um, poo, all kinds um, on the street. I don't really know. I, I don't think it's a, a clear cut. There's a clear cut answer there. I just find it uh, um, amazing that um, there's a product out there, a chew toy that would guarantee that. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It's a joke. Oh. Oh, my God. That's how much I drifted off in that story you just told. I, I'm like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. Um, you, you get it? It's just they're taking yeah, but who, 43 but who's, but who's paying proof. attention? Like, if you really think about it, like, who's really paying attention to this one product that's out there and associating it with Jack Daniels? Well, clearly, Jack Daniels is paying pretty close attention. And, and I guess at least three justices made the decision to hear this case. Oh I think this falls for, firmly in the realm of parody, which is protected speech. And uh, I, if I were on the Supreme Court... I would be siding with the dog chew toy, even though uh, I have more of a vested interest in befriending the Jack Daniels folks than the dog chew toy folks. Well, I'm really glad that you were able to get that off your chest in the time that we have together here. All right. I'm sorry I didn't meet your standards. Let me ask you about this. Last time you were here, you uh, you confessed that you are now uh, producing the confessed to the, that is an interesting yes yes it is verb. you confess that you are now producing the uh the andrew cuomo podcast how's yes. that going it's going well it is a very busy time um you know as these things go um you start in one place and you end up in another place and then another place and you're just doing different things and trying different things and doing more and there's a lot of social media involved and editing involved and um i uh i think it's going well i think it's going well um i love working with andrew cuomo um i uh i um i like that it's a small it's just kind of there's no one i mean it's just you know it's a podcast so it's like i'm the producer and he's the talent and i don't know it's fun um every week is a different challenge uh, I and can imagine. Uh, yeah and a different story literally and um I don't know. I think it's going well. I miss I miss the beginning when we were doing the Cuomo slow mo stuff because you know how I love that stuff. Yeah, right? and people could see that on uh, Andrew Cuomo's uh, uh, social media. Um, what are you guys? What's this week's podcast about? Oh, okay. So we talked about anti semitism. This is actually the second time that he talked about anti semitism. Um, 
on the podcast. It was a little bit of a different take, and it it circled around uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's um, judiciary judiciary reform that are currently um, under scrutiny, and he, he, you know, is focusing on the rise of anti-Semitism based on um, progressive politics, veiled in progressive politics, mainly people who are now moving towards pro-Palestinians. I saw that. As a a human rights issue, Mm -hmm. but then it becomes an anti-Jewish issue, right? Like position right if you're on the side of palace if you're sympathizing with palestinians you're opposite the jews and then that incites anti-semitism and um now um again not that you're necessarily a, a scholar on um israel palestinian relations i beg maybe your you pardon are. maybe you are not, but but um is it possible um to be and this came up yesterday when we were talking about roger waters being banned from germany uh, is it possible to be critical of Israel and the Israeli treatment of the Palestinians and not be anti-Semitic? I, I think that's sort of the question that that a lot of the supporters of independent Palestinian statehood consistently bring up. It is. Um, I th- I think that it is. But I think the issue goes way deeper um, because if you have because there's also been this move toward um the the right being now the the supporter of Israel, where the lefts or the left is sort of weakening their support mm. um, for Israel when it used to be the reverse, and it, it's weird that this wouldn't be just a bipartisan issue for America or for the United States um, specifically because it benefits the United States. So I don't, you know. Yes, I don't know. I he, don't know. Here was Andrew Cuomo uh, condemning anti-Semitism, very controversial position he's staking out there. Here, here, here's Governor Cuomo. It is the pinnacle of hypocrisy for anyone to advance anti-Semitism in the name of progressive democratic politics. There you go. No bones about it. Now, um, I mentioned this during one of my local commentaries, a full-page ad in the New York Post today indicating that he is going to be heard tonight on WABC exclusively from 8 to 9 p.m., um, filling in on WABC, and he's going to actually take calls. I mean, you want to talk about stepping into the lion's den. Uh, The listeners of WABC think I'm too liberal for them. I can't (laughs) wait. To see what they do to Andrew Cuomo. What is this going to be like? Um, I don't know, actually. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm sure it's going to be great because he's he's very good at fielding questions and he's a good speaker. He's a great speaker. Um, I mean, actually, I got to tell you a funny story. Uh, you're not – now, we did two interviews yesterday. Was it yesterday? What day are we in? It's Friday. Uh, no, Friday. We did two interviews. We taped two interviews on Wednesday. One aired uh, to Thursday and then the next one will air today on anti-Semitism, right? But – um, we weren't in our, our normal New York studio. We were at his house. We we sometimes toggle between the two. And um, there were <laughs> a cacophony of issues going on. Um, and, and not to get into all the, like, technical stuff, but we there were a few hiccups in the beginning of this one interview, right, just uh, with on the technical side. We were had to kind of stop and start again and stop and start, <laughs> stop and start again. Um, and then after all, we got through that, right? And when I mean me, we, I mean me, after I got through that and I'm standing there, I turn, I trip over a wire and completely knock a lamp off the side of his desk and it just goes on and you can hear it. it. And that man... Because I I had to go through all the the stuff today. Um, It it didn't break, break, like shatter. It definitely, like, it broke into a few pieces that we were able to put back together. I mean, we didn't stop. He kept going. But... Mind you, I'm standing next to him, so I didn't completely see his reaction. Well, there wasn't one at all, which is incredible. If, if that flagpole behind you oh, came yeah. crashing down, you'd probably turn or Absolutely. do something, right? Now, the man, I don't even think he blinked. And that's <clears throat> I didn't crazy. Know that's neo- until today that's when, when psychotic. I to, when I had to go through it, because I wanted to isolate the audio on the other side and get that crash out of there. So I had to see where it was. I mean, I laughed hysterically like... Over and over again, because after the fact, it was funny. Not in the moment, of course. And his face didn't even move. So all that to say, 
I think that whatever questions come his way, he's ready for it because not even a crashing lamp in the middle of an interview can shake that man. That's like uh, Joe DiMaggio uh, eating donuts at uh, Dinky Donuts while dunking. Nothing distracts him. That's impressive. Hey, uh, so there was a rumor, um, without betraying any confidences, uh, there was the rumor that he was looking at running against uh, Senator Gillibrand next year. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't. I I don't have any information on that. But everyone... Not everyone, but there have been people other than you who have said that or have asked me if that mm. is going to occur. And um, I couldn't tell you. I have, no more, I have no more knowledge than you do on that. Uh, it would uh, certainly be interesting. 800-848-9222. Marlena Shivo is here. Find her on all forms of social media at Marlena Shivo. That's S-C-H-I-A-V-O. Rick is in New Jersey. Hello, Rick. Yeah, good morning, Frank. Good morning. Morning. Um, I called about the olive oil and the coffee, and I was. Has she ever had that? Uh, no, Marlena, you, you are the she that he's referring to. You have never had that, right? Um, thank you for using my proper pronoun. Yes, I I never never tried it. Uh, I just heard it for the first time when Frank presented it to me. So, but I will be trying it. Yeah, I think you both might like it. I, uh, I I haven't tried the olive oil, but for the last decade, I've been putting a pat of butter in my coffee every morning. Every morning? Wow. Oh, it's delicious. You know, I've tried that as well, actually, and it is pretty good. Yeah, it, it makes it velvety when it goes down your throat. And that might be why the olive oil is, is catching on. It's not so much the taste of the olives, because I can't really see that going well with coffee. But the, the texture of it going down is phenomenal. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to trying it, uh, Rick, and uh, maybe we'll see you at Starbucks online there with all the people that hang out there like my dad does. 800-848-9222. Russ is in White Plains. Hello, Russ. Hi, Frank. New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer uh, defunded the Bronx defenders when they put out an anti-cop video at the height of the BLM riots. Yes. That showed true leadership. But among the, ba- among the long list of bad deeds done by Andrew Cuomo is how a woman came out of the woodwork to make a hashtag MeToo claim against Scott Stringer. Her lawyer was connected to uh, Andrew Cuomo, and then she just disappeared again. But I, I want to ask Marilena, she inspired me uh, – you know, with Quarantina, I'd like to know where Quarantina went. It's a little deflating that she she's working with Andrew Cuomo, but that's the balance in life. I'd like to know, was Quarantina a psychologist, astrologer? And, and I'd like to know if she understood why certain people do not want to let go of obsessive and compulsive behavior like the mask and going out. And why do these people attribute all the effects of the lockdown to the virus itself? Does she have any ideas about that? Thank you. Uh, that's a very good, good question. Thank you. I'll leave that uh, to you to take any direction I definitely direction have opinions want. about about that. Um, I, I, I don't I don't know. I think that, you know, there are people that I've said this to, to Frank before that are capable of being hypnotized. And there are people that are incapable of being hypnotized. And I there is no study to back up what I'm about to say. But I do truly well, believe that the personality type that is um, h- highly susceptible to being hypnotized, um, you know, responds to suggestive um, things like wearing a mask and 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 you know doing things that they're told um just because they're told to do it and absolutely do not go outside the realm of what they're told and and do not and and they just keep doing it as a matter of fact when i was walking in the studio today a man was in his car going up third avenue with a mask he was by himself you're kidding oh my and i'm just like it is 2023 even President Biden is disbanding his COVID task force. I know. And, you know, you know, please, I work with Andrew Cuomo. He he was the one who. Right. Mr. Lockdown. He was Mr. Mandate, Mr. You know, mask mandate. Um, we're, you know, I'm not working in a mask. <laughs> He's not working in a mask. No one talks about COVID. Um, this had a lasting effect on a lot of people. A lot of people um, are, were fearful. And that fear just never dissipated. And I just think that that's just what it is. It's, mm. it, I, I would call them weak-minded, and that's just my opinion. Again, not based in anything but my opinion. Um, all right. Let me run this by you before we do the uh, the $1,000 minute. Um, the, the A woman uh, was on a British Airways flight at, where a person died, unfortunately. The incident happened on December 21st. And a passenger directly two rows behind her passed away in the most horrific way. And according to the woman on social media, 
giving us the most traumatic experience during a flight. And now this woman is complaining that British Airways has done nothing to compensate her for the extreme trauma that she claims she experienced watching a fellow passenger die on her flight. Uh, Do you believe that this woman should be entitled to compensation for the trauma of someone dying on her flight. Wait, so, but she's the only one on the flight that wants to be compensated for this? I mean, she's the only one that has been... Being vocal about uh, it? That we've seen, I'd be curious about what the compensation would entail. Is it a refund on her ticket? Is it beyond that? Because British Airways isn't responsible. And I have have a follow-up to this. I saw a video today. Did you see this video of a guy bungee jumping in uh, in Thailand? No. Or, or was it Taiwan? Wait, Taiwan. Doesn't matter. He was traveling. He was bungee jumping. It breaks. He falls oh into my. the water. It's shallow water, and he was injured. He was. He's okay. Went to the hospital. the The bungee cord company gave him three hundred dollars in compensation for the bungee cord breaking. For the for bungee for the bungee cord breaking. Yeah, I feel like that guy should have gotten. Now a I feel more. like the compensation for that guy is an obvious. Is an obvious one, and it should have been way more than three hundred dollars, right? I would agree. Okay, um, so but this woman, um, yeah, British Airways wasn't responsible for anybody um, passing away. So no, I don't think that she should be compensated. She claimed the flight services were halted, and aside from the initial meal and drinks, um, they were discontinued. So we did not receive a thorough flight experience that we had paid for. The infuriated writer says the incident left her family extremely sad and traumatized, and they experienced many sleepless nights. Quote, I would have expected some sort of communication from British Airways to those of us that have been on the flight, particularly close enough to have been impacted and witnessed the whole experience to check on our well-being, apologize for the experience, and offer, I don't mean to laugh at someone dying, but I mean to, for the airline to apologize for this person dying is, I think, laughable, and offer some sort of compensation or counseling following it. You're not giving her anything. I mean, communication is one thing, mm. but when you say compensation, that's a whole other level. If they If they didn't apologize for the inconvenience of someone dying i mean maybe they could go that far and just say you know we're very sorry that you had to experience this this is not a normal situation for our flights but you know life happens everywhere even on flights that would be the long and short of it for me um when it when it comes to this case i don't think she needs to be compensated because if she were compensated the entire airplane would have to be compensated and then as far as getting any sort of psychological support well, then go get it. Well, well, she wants the airline to, I guess, provide it or at least pay for it. Well, okay. Well, no. I'm no. sorry. No. Okay. It's fair enough. All right. Uh, we're going to do the uh, $1,000 minute momentarily. If you think you have what it takes to answer 10 trivia questions in 60 seconds and you think you can do it, be the seventh caller right now to 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. And then what else do we have in store, Melina? I think we have uh, we have some oh, let responses to open letters. We or? don't have, we not no, we have something a little bit different, which is um, my sort of um, half-joking pitches, pitches to the Babylon Bee. Excellent. I love it. All right. Seventh caller to 800-848-9222. We'll see how well you do in the $1,000 minute in a moment. We'll see how well Marlena does as well. She's ineligible for the 1000 though, we believe. Uh, 800-848-9222. Seventh caller. We'll play the $1,000 minute straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. Here we are. 
uh, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons singing about uh, our in-studio guest, Marlena Schiavo, a noted digital content producer, humorist, and uh, a number of other distinguished titles, mother of two. And uh, we're going to see how she fares in this edition of... The Other Side of Midnight presents... It's the $1,000 Minute. Answer 10 questions correctly in one minute, and you could win $1,000. Here's your host, Frank Murano. Here to play and actually try and win the money is Roy in New Jersey. Hello there, Roy. Hey, Frank. How you doing? I'm well, Roy. I'm well. Thank you. Uh, are you are you familiar with this contest? I am. I, I catch it just about every day. Oh, good. Okay. So you know the rules. I don't have to explain them again. Right. Okay. Uh, then uh, let's go ahead and get started. What radio station are you listening to our show on? Uh, WOR. Right. No, we're not on WOR. Oh. <laughs> right. I'll be on a spot. I blew it already. Right. That's supposed to be the giveaway question. You, we would have taken the call letters. We would have taken the... The signal, you know, um, you, you know, oh, and that's a pretty big error. Roy. What a mama Luke. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, we, I'm going to put you on hold. Give your information to Kenneth, and I crashed um, and burned. And we will see. We will give you a consolation prize. Okay. <laughs> All right, Frank. Thank All you. Right, sorry. Tell tell our friends at WOR we said hello. Uh, if George Norrie's uh, around, you know, tell him uh, tell him hi. Um, what the hell are you talking about? That was something. All right. Uh, so let's see. Did you get it right? I did get it right. You did? Well, I did. You crossed something? Oh, no. Okay. You specified. Okay. I, yeah, I, I did both. Call letters and then what it would be on an AM dial. Well, um, some bad news for you and I, evidently, in that um, we are poised to die from a heart attack, evidently. Uh, we, we definitely are. Um, and I can't even talk to you about the details of that but basically um people who do not sleep um like you or me um are on our way on the fast track to a heart a heart attack how much sleep do you get a day oh um maximum average average would be maybe five hours five hours so i know you get up super early to work out Right. Mm-hmm. I think I do at least six hours a day. Is that and that's insufficient? But even if I don't work out, I'm still up. My body just gets up. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? What did you? Did I think you... I'm doing on average six hours. Usually. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I'm somewhere around that. So usually I think I get about 7 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern. That's six hours, right? Y- and, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think uh, I'm. This week is probably one of the worst weeks of sleep that I've had in a very long time. Uh, where at, like, I usually won't stay up super late, though. It's not like I'm up till two and getting up at five. I'm, you know, I, I last night was whatever night it was, I stayed up until two o'clock in the morning, but I had gotten up at 3 45 in the morning because we were taping and I had to finish some work and I fell um. asleep before I had a chance to finish it. So when I woke up just naturally, I was like, I looked at the clock and I was like, I have to get out of bed because I had a, a stuff to do. So it was probably like maybe three thirty, three forty five by the time I got downstairs and just started like pounding out this work. And then um, and then I took my shower and I went and then was up until two because um, it was just I had to be uh, I had stuff to do. And then I had to uh, deal with some of the edits and stuff like that. So, so it's because you're working, you're not sleeping that much generally this week anyway. Well, this week, and I'm just saying that I never caught up on that. I was exhausted I this afternoon, and then today, forget it. I mean, last night into this morning, maybe I would say an hour and a half, two hours. Well, so, yeah, I guess, uh, what is the ideal amount of sleep? I think it varies. I really do think it varies per person. I feel like my friend, Sarah, who I would have on an island, and I still haven't right. figured out the other very two. very clear, yes. I haven't thought about it. Um that girl needs like nine to ten hours of no, sleep. That's too much. It's over the top. Eric, uh, my spouse, needs endless sleep, and I'm pretty sure it's because he has sleep apnea. And by the way, that's why you and I are going to die because we might also be. 
Well, so why do you think he has sleep apnea? Does he snore? He does That's snore, he and he's constantly yawning. Oh. So he'll so, he'll fall asleep. Let's just pretend he goes to sleep at ten thirty or fall asleep at ten. He is dragging himself out of bed at you know six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, like to the point where he can barely open his eyes, and he's yawning the rest of the day, and can't wait to get back in bed. The following evening. So, I mean, why doesn't he get a sleep study to see if he has sleep apnea? He's on his way to do that now. Oh, he is? Yeah. Right yeah. this moment? Um, in, in, in recent weeks. Oh, okay. he, I think he went to an ear, nose, and throat person. They gave him some sort of something or other. I mean, I would tell you more details if I listened in depth to what he tells me. <sighs> but I just know that it was in the realm. Lucky man that Eric. Um <laughs> So, um, but, uh, you know, I was talking with uh, a colleague of mine here who has sleep apnea, and he was saying how he was found himself drifting off while driving, and he knew that was an indication, in spite of getting a full night's sleep, that that was something wrong. And he went and got the sleep apnea study. Turned out he had sleep apnea. Now he's got a CPAP mask, and it has changed his life for the better. Actually, I know two people. Uh, that I've worked with. That I've, I've heard other that. people talk about this mask and it changed their life, which um, is a funny sentence in recent times. Well, that's, that's <laughs> for sure. But, um, you know, I I don't have sleep apnea. I don't, I don't, but I have completely stopped breathing at times and know it. So I... While um, you're sleeping? While I'm sleeping. Well, so, that is sleep apnea. Well... If it happens all the time, yes, but like most people have sleep apnea who do stop breathing. They just kind of wake up and go back to sleep and they don't even know they stop breathing. I'm in a dream and in that dream, there's no air going in or coming out. And let me tell you, I'm suffocating and I'm literally suffocating in real life where I'm trying to move my body in my dream to wake myself up. And it is Absolutely terrifying. I can, it it's like as terrifying. if someone puts their hand over your mouth and, and closes your no- nose and you cannot get even a, an iota of what air in. What would that in. be if it's not sleep apnea? It's like the position I'm laying in. I mean, I, you know. Do, are you a side sleeper, back sleeper, stomach? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, side. And yeah, a side sleeper. Well, side, they say, is the best position to sleep in. Right. If you're still stopping breathing, I think that's a pretty good indication. Well, I start on my side, but I will fall into my back or or part of my back. I'm never on my stomach. But, um, you know, if I wake up and then I'll fall back into that dream phase and it'll happen three, like about three or four times until I go, oh, my God, I have to actually switch positions. I'm going. I think that's a pretty frightening indication that it is sleep apnea. Um, But it's not all the time. It's it's not all the time. It happens. I'll say maybe once a month, and it is the worst. It sounds horrible. It is horrible because I'm like, is this the moment where I can't wake myself oh my up? Goodness, and I am going to die. Ooh, uh, you should look at. That. I mean, the only thing I think sleep apnea is more common with people that are a little bit overweight, not exclusively, but you know, more common. And obviously, you're in very good shape, so maybe maybe it's something else. But I would definitely have that looked at. That's concerning. All right, let me ask you about this. Um, a North Carolina mother was shocked at the selfie her son sent from school showing his mouth taped shut. And she says her 11-year-old son, Brady, can be talkative and a class clown, but she's distraught about the way a teacher in North Carolina and a middle school handled this behavior, and she apparently taped his mouth shut, and uh, uh, this has ignited quite a controversy. Uh, As a parent and as somebody that's been involved in your local school board, what do you think of this? Oh, I think it's a travesty. If my child sent me a picture that looked like this kid with multiple pieces of tape over the mouth, I, I would be I, – I don't know if I could control myself. I am not a violent person, but I don't think that um, I could control myself in that situation. That is child abuse uh, at but- the hands of a teacher who's supposed to have your child's best interest and safety Um as their first priority. Do we know if um, this is legit? I mean, could this be something that the student was doing? This person, this teacher resigned and Uh. other students reported the same teacher doing the same thing to them and also bounding their hands at times. I mean, that's insane. And how did anybody else in the school not hear about this and report this person before this kid sent a selfie? Yeah. Uh, Unless they told this story backwards and this was already in the works and then the mother decided to put this person on blast, even though they haven't even said who this right. person is. But. Right. 
Anyway, I wish that was a fake story like uh, the Babylon Bee. Yeah. Um, let me one more similar story I have oh, okay. to get your take on. A Florida principal is also out after viewing a viewing of Michelangelo's David upsets parents. The principal of Florida's Tallahassee Classical School is out of a job after parents complained that their sixth grade children were shown Michelangelo's 16th century David sculpture sculpture with one parent calling it pornographic. The now former principal, Hope Carasquilla, so uh, told the Huffington Post that the situation was also a little more complicated than that, noting that the usual protocol is to send parents a letter before students are shown um, such classical artwork. But due to a series of miscommunications, the letter didn't go out. I, th- I think <laughs> this is this is absolutely uh, crazy. I mean, where, I mean, where do you come down on this? I mean, it, the fact that they're calling it uh, pornography is insane, right? I mean, that's where you're going with this, right? Or do you think that these children should not have seen a statue of a... No, I think they should see it. Okay. And they're sixth graders, by the way. It's not like it was, right. a, it was a class of kindergarten kids. Um, I think it's stupid. I mean, in the age of TikTok and all these other platforms and the stuff that they're seeing on there, this is nothing. And it's art. And... I'm sure they've seen worse already. So, no, I, I just think it's ridiculous. But this is Florida. We're talking about Florida. You know, all, all the wing nuts go to Florida yeah. and, uh, you know, cause an uproar about anything and everything that isn't I don't even know what. All right. I do need that pen back because you take le- it back. The last time someone else handled it, they misplaced my pen cap and it created a big controversy. The last thing I would ever want to do is mishandle your pen. Thank you. Or anything that you own that or on your person that might be shaped oh, like a pen. Please, please. Um, now, okay. Babylon B. Babylon B. Now, if you know, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with the Babylon B, and it it's basically is, like the Onion, right? It is like the Onion, but it's better. I love that they're there. I love that they. It's fake news you can trust, which is really funny because it is so close to being news right. that you would think is true. Yeah, it's clever. So I'll give you um, one or two of their headlines and and just to give an idea to anybody who hasn't seen this. So um, th- this one is uh, government demands TikTok stop spying on Americans as that's their job. <laughs> okay. And it's true, right? And so um, this one is nine signs your newborn might be trans. Now, the, this has not appeared in the Babylon Bee yet. Right. This is the, I'm giving you their headlines, their headlines. Okay, so that it. anybody who hasn't read gotcha. it Got has it. an idea. Okay. Um, and I'll just give you one more of an, a legit Babylon Bee article. Um, as legit as they get. As legit, you know, that they that they have put out and is published. Um, and a Gen Zer uncapitalizes every letter in tweet to make it seem like she's not trying so hard. <laughs> okay. okay like so that. all right. So. Fine. So I have a few of my own. All right. Uh, first one is Dr. Anthony Fauci says he's not ruling out the possibility that there could have been a wet market inside the Wuhan lab. Okay. That's clever. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that you're starting with a, a COVID jet. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think they, they would like that, actually. Are you going to really submit these? I hope you do. Yes. I'm going to write I'm gonna write actual stories to my favorite. I haven't figured out which my favorite one is yet, and I will submit it because... This is my uh, this is my palette right here. Love you it. know that absolutely. Uh, so the next one is leaks in Washington suggest that Chinese spy balloon was actually created by Chat GPT. Oh, that's uh, blending the AI and everything. Okay. This so far, one, my first is the, the first one is my favorite. You might like this next okay. one. Uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul sends multiple buses filled with drag queens to Florida and Texas. <laughs> You know, she should do that. <laughs> and Arkansas, because they banned the drag shows. Uh, uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, they, they banned the drag shows. I think food. Arkansas also. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That is brilliant. That's great. And I think, actually, that's a good suggestion for Hoka. Well, it, 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 it is, but I don't know if I can actually write and submit that, because I, I work for Andrew Cuomo. Oh, So yeah. I don't even well, think that Well, write under that... a pseudonym. Write under a pseudonym. Like uh, Stephen King wrote under pseudonyms. A lot of great writers. There you go. Maybe not. I might I'm okay this next one I'll explain to you what I might do in in lieu of Kathy Hochul. Three signs you are too woke to be a parent. First sign, you write your child's pronouns on his her their lunch. <laughs> okay. 
Second is you guilt your kids into sending their allowance to Ukraine. <laughs> okay, I like that one. And the last one is you plan a gender reveal party for your two-year-old child. <laughs> That is very clever. So that one, I, I was like thinking, that one a lot. would be one that that's, I would that's big. That's write big. about. Um, you have one more? That is no. it. Okay, good. We're out of time anyway. All right. Uh, Marlena Shivo is here. You can follow her on Twitter at uh, Marlena, S-C-H-I-A-V-O. And if you want to uh, complain about anything she said over the course of the hour, you can join our Facebook group and do so. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Radio Morano, or just search on Facebook, Morano Radio Fans and Haters. Thank you as always, Marlena. Oh, thank you, Frank. I'm really looking forward to you uh, breaking your alcohol fast. Me too. At this karaoke bar. That's right. Holy Thursday. Be there, be no I, I think I want to serenade your first drink with, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I think someone should do it if I don't do it. 15 seconds of fame next at 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Other side of midnight. This is 15 seconds of fame. 15 seconds. Say whatever you like. 800-848-9222. Mike. Morning, Frank. A suggestion on your 20-year island excursion. Why don't you take Curtis and his three ex-wives? At least he'll be entertained. Dr. Evil. Hello, Frank. How are you? W-O-R, Frank. I mean, really, where do you find these contestants from, Frank? Maybe if you increase the winnings to $100 billion, you might get a better contestant. Fred. Hey, Frank. I think Popeye enhances his spinach with a little olive oil. Ray. Uh, Great interview with Mark. Um... Thanks for keeping George Weber uh, a radio voice silenced way too early. Tony. Sizzle moron, sizzle moron, sizzle. Joe. Frank, the first question should be, what's your first name? I've These done that before. Morons. I've done that. And finally, Rick. Good morning. All these immigrants calling to America from South America and Central America, they should send them to the ghost towns. There's plenty of ghost towns. Around America, right? On that note, Rick, uh, that slams the lid on things for the week. I'll be back on Monday. Um, you know what? I'm sorry we didn't play a George Weber clip or anything yesterday. I wish I would have thought of that. Maybe we'll do that on Monday uh, in his memory. And until then, uh, Frank Morano, good day. <laughs>